The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Friday, September 29th, 2017, season 13, episode number 47. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys football with you guys as we do every day, and we're getting you guys ready for this upcoming game. Cowboys will take on the Rams, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, this Sunday at noon here at AT&T Stadium. And so it's our job today to make sure you guys are ready for that game and know all that you need to know going into that game and give you the predictions that you need uh, before we get to that game. So, how's everybody doing this morning? Doing great, Derek. Good. Outstanding. Good, good, Wonderful. Good. Wonderful. All right, we got a lot that we're going to get into today. We'll talk about some different things on the game. Um, we're going to do a little game today, if see or no. I think Amber has that ready for us. Um, and I think, Nick, I, I don't know, I think you have a story for us. Yeah, I got a story. You got a good story for us? Uh, debatable on that. You know, I don't ever like... You don't uh, tell bad stories, so I well, if you have a story, it's a good one, right? I'll tell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story backwards today. I'm gonna tell it okay. backwards. That should be interesting. Yeah, Let's it's gonna be interesting. Ends up being. Don't you hate when someone says, oh, "I got a good idea"? You're like, well, "Hold on, let's." We'll see if it's see. a good idea. <laughs> we'll see. All right, so let's uh, let's get into the uh, Cowboys and the Rams. Let's start first with some injury talk. Um, Dave, you have a look like you want to say something about injuries, so tell us. What's going on with the injuries with the Cowboys? It's a very specific look. It's impressive that you know that. <laughs> I know. Um, well, I think the big thing for this game is Sean Lee, and I. this is one of those situations. I'm just going to try my best to predict the future. I think he's going to be ruled questionable uh, on today's injury report. I would imagine he'll either be limited or did not participate, um, and I don't think we'll know for sure what he's going to do until 10.30 a.m. on Sunday. Um, you know, I would lean toward no, but he's an all pro and this isn't a serious, serious hamstring strain. So if he feels good on Sunday, they might let him go. I mean, there's really, it's just like Odell Beckham. There's really no way to know for sure until he gets out there on Sunday and decides how he feels. So that's the big thing. Um, I think, I think everybody else on this team is going to be good to go. I know, Kayvon Frazier popped up as limited yesterday. I don't think that's a big deal. Same thing with Jordan Lewis. I know they kind of limited him, but I think they feel good about his hamstring. Were you not at all? And I, I mean, this question for Gino. all you guys, but were you were you Gino. guys at all concerned that Lewis was not on the injury report on Wednesday, but then popped up yesterday as limited? Or do you just think it was one of those things they had a walkthrough, so he wasn't limited for a walkthrough, but yeah, right. limited for? I think a full that's practice. exactly it. Yeah, I think. I mean, you have to read between the lines a little bit, but. I think it's more a case of, all right, this is a full practice. We're not going to ask you to do the whole thing, but I get the feeling that they expect him to play. Okay. Uh, yes, um, you're right, Nick. Cheeto, Cheeto, I don't think will be ready for this game, but I sort of went into this week thinking that. So, uh, Nolan Carroll, though? Nolan Carroll will be there. He'll be available. Um, so you'll have the majority of your defensive backs, I think, are ready to go. Uh, Steven Paya is another guy, but again – think that's just his life right now I don't think you know I think he's probably going to be limited most weeks and suit up on Sunday I think the interesting thing for for Sean Lee and, and this team is what happens at linebacker do they do, they did work out some guys do they sign anyone because if he doesn't go you now you're down Hitchens is not going to play obviously but Hitchens is getting better yeah there's a chance for Hitchens maybe next week maybe maybe the week it's, after it's what I'm hearing yeah but um you know, if Lee doesn't play, now you're down to four linebackers on the roster that they can go. Beef. Beef. Yeah. Beef. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I Talking I, about Keith Smith, the fullback. Beefy Keith Smith yeah. coming back on defense. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I don't know if he's actually going to play in the I game. I got 13 states over here. That is beef. Okay, you're right, yeah. Kent. That's uh, I mean, without without Sean Lee and without Anthony Hitchens for this game, you're definitely limited. If Sean Lee can't go, you probably start. You start Justin Duran at will. You start Jalen Smith at Mike. Damian Wilson is your do everything. Sam slash backup everywhere else. Kyle Wilbur does what he can do, and then seriously, Keith Smith is probably your emergency. emergency. You know, break glass if ever if something happens. Yeah. So, 
my point was, I think that Sean Lee could probably be active, to the, even if he's not. Now, I know that that's kind of – he's not the easiest guy to probably to sit like in that situation. But but I think you might it might be something where he could play um, or at least be active, dress out, and see see if he can go if he can go because you don't have it's not like you're you're sitting another guy for him now the guy you're sitting is like a defensive end or corner or something like that tapper he he did say and i think i remember you guys saying that sean uh said in the locker room earlier this week that the hamstring is one of those things where either it fires or it doesn't right it's not like yeah i can kind of do it it's it's either it's firing or it's not and if it's not you just can't go here's a guy that decided not to play and with two million dollars sitting on the table, and decided not to play because he couldn't go, and uh, what 2015 uh, season finale. So, I mean, he, if he can't go, he can't go. Right. It's not the you know, it's not like a sore ankle. Like you can't yeah. shoot it up with a painkiller and go play through it. Like right. You can't run if your hamstring's not right. So. So I don't know that if, if that's the case, it would be hard to cons- to consider him the emergency. Even if you know he was yeah. kind of like let him dress, and then he, if it doesn't fire, it just doesn't fire. And he, right. Keith Smith really is your only recourse unless you're going to pull somebody up, right? Which Martin, there's nobody to pull yeah, up. Martin Nizaja is a San Francisco 49er. That right. They, they signed. I, I, I guess I shouldn't have said pull up. You have to go and get somebody. Which you have to go and find somebody and it, sign them. It's Friday. Jasper Brinkley. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. It's Friday. Jasper I think Brinkley. it's too late to do that and expect to know what they're doing. So. Um, Seriously, surprised Kent didn't bust a drop on you right there. (laughs) (laughs) If Sean, if Sean Lee can't go, I think you go, you go really light with four, and then Keith Smith is there. Pray they all stay healthy. Just say it's the Rams, dude. It's the Rams, dude. Hope not, because that's not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's talk about inactives. I think there are three, and this is going to sound weird, but I do think there are only three this week that I feel like there are no question marks about. And I want to get your opinions. You may think there are more, but I think there are three. Cooper Rush, Jonathan Cooper, Anthony Hitchens. I think we feel very certain that those three will not uh, play this week. Be you got a running back debate you want to have? or yeah, I kind of do. Okay. And, and here's the question I have about the running back position. I don't really want to do this for whatever it's worth, but go ahead. I, I think that there is more that they can expect or want from their backup running back. And the reason why I say that is because you do see on a lot of teams where even when you have a really good running back, the second guy comes in, and when he gets an opportunity, he is able to give you a little something, a little something more than I think what we've seen from uh, Alfred Morris here in these first couple games. Do you guys agree with that premise, first of all? And if so, do you think there's another running back on this team that possibly could give them a little bit more as the backup running back than what they're getting right now from Alfred Morris? It's like a trick question here. I don't No, it's not. I'm just <laughs> really I'm just asking because I think it's worth a discussion. Yeah, I think that the every team should play more than one running back. I, I believe that even as, as great as Zeke is, I think he needs a little bit of relief now and then, whoever it is. So are you are you happy with what you're getting right now from Alfred Morris in that role? No, he hasn't done anything. So okay. no, you can't be happy with it. They didn't even play him last week. Yeah. Um I you know, you know how I feel. I, I think McFadden would be a better for this role and I, I would I would rather see him in there. But I do even if it's Morris, I mean whoever it is, I think I don't think Zeke should get every carry, get every rep. I mean, at least get a guy in there to block and, and just get him off the field something. I mean he was stronger in the fourth quarter, but I still think that he needs a little bit of a break. But I would go McFadden if they do that. I don't know if they're gonna make change this week, but I would. If you're not gonna play Morris at all, I think McFadden could give you a snap or two. I don't care about this. Okay. I mean, they 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 clearly like Morris more than McFadden, and they didn't even play him last week. Like, what am I supposed to make of that? I don't even. You you picked him. You specifically picked him, put him up, and put McFadden down, and then didn't play him. You gave Rod Smith one one touch or one snap. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. I don't, I'm I'm tempted to believe right now that that they want to keep McFadden fresh if they need him if something happens with Zeke's legal issues. That's really because we still really don't know. Cuz we don't. Um and there's going to be a hearing on Monday, right? Or not, not a hearing or a decision, I don't know. No, not a decision. There's supposed to be a hearing, I think. There's more be. developments to come and everything they're doing at backup running back doesn't make sense to me and I'm starting to think that they want to have McFadden fresh and healthy if they need him. Otherwise, none of this makes sense. Your backup running back is one of two guys that didn't get into that game on Monday. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, just, having said that, Zeke's an all-pro, and I don't really care. That's, does, the whole thing's dumb. Does this matter to you, Amber? I mean, at this point, I just really believe that it, they're relatively similar to each other with what they've done. 
I don't think one is really much better than the other one. So I'm good with either one, honestly. They can do whatever they're... Honestly, they have been doing whatever they want, so... If a guy that's not Ezekiel Elliott's going to line up in the backfield and do running back stuff, I want to see more of Ryan Switzer back there as a shotgun guy. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. As they start to kind of go through this this whole thing with injuries and, and, and kind of figuring out who's active, who's inactive, if they get into a pinch, would there ever be the consideration on your part, like as far as you guys see it, that maybe sit down both those older guys and keep Rod Smith up because Rod Smith, especially if they're not going to play Alfred Morris – you know Rod Smith's going to play special teams. Take that extra spot and put it on another position so at least you have an extra guy somewhere else where you may need it mm-hmm. because right now they're not – they didn't – at least this last yeah. game, they didn't use that position. You're just asking for it, though. That That is just asking. That's, like, that's when something bad that's happens. tempting fate. And then you don't have anyone. You're well, t- you, go with two, you go with two quarterbacks, right? I mean, I, yeah. So, But that's why – and that right there is why Kellen Moore is the guy that's active and not Cooper Rush because they want the guy that's actually played in the NFL to have to go in if he has to. But worst-case scenario, you lost both those running backs in the game. You still got Keith Smith that could play. They've played him in that role at times. I mean, you still got other options if you got into – like you just had to run somebody out there. Let's be honest. If Zeke goes down – the likelihood of your offense being able to run the way it needs to, no matter who those other three of those other three guys is in there, it's probably not going to be the same, right? Yes. We need to be able to run the football. I, see, I think if Zeke were to go down, either Morris or McFadden would be fine if he was given twenty carries. That's all. That's the. the more, you don't think Rod would be, would be? I oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but if you don't have Morris or McFadden active, then you're talking about giving the ball. Either way, Keith or Rod, those guys have combined for like three NFL carries. Yeah. So that just, just kind of makes yeah. me a little queasy. Okay. But all right. Um, I mean, it's one thing to have a thousand yard rusher as inactive, but to have two, I mean, wow. They wouldn't do that. I mean, no. they're keeping Kellen Moore a backup quarterback. You think, no. <laughs> they're not going to do that, not even with the running back position. If they're doing that with quarterback position, which I don't even want to get into, but. You know how they are. If they're going to be overprotective at quarterback, they're certainly not going to do it at running back. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the defensive end Simple. position. Thank you for the translation. You've, <laughs> you've, got, you've got two guys, and there's one that will probably be inactive. Last week it was Charles Tapper. Any chance this week it's Taco Charlton, or do you think they stick with keeping Tapper as the inactive guy? Taco. I don't think they're going to sit Taco. He's a first-round pick. He needs snaps to get better. I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, I like it. Kent, Kent picked it. He like taco. I like it. Taco. <laughs> you think taco? Trigger. He's got the happy fingers today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. He gives you. I think he's more. He's more versatile. He can play a little bit more if you needed to. He, he has done some stuff on the inside, um, and and this is all about a development with him. I mean, you he needs to keep playing. This is your first round pick. Who's better right this second? It's Charles probably. Tapper. It's probably. You think it's Tapper? I don't think there's a probably about it. I think Tapper's the better player, right? Why? Now. He's seriously. He's done more. He's got an NFL sack. He's done more stuff in the two games that he's played. He's done more than Taco. Okay. I, I don't think he's clearly better, but it doesn't matter. Who's got more upside? His. I mean, Taco. I would hope it has more upside, or you wouldn't have taken him where they did. So this isn't about who's going to start, and this is about who the backup is. I think you need to get that guy ready to play. Keep him out there. I completely agree with you. I just think Tapper's better right now. But that's what happens when you draft a guy in the first round. You're going to make him active. You're going to give him every chance to get better. Tapper did a nice job of getting up the the line. I mean, was it – who was it, Eli? Yeah. I mean, Eli said, okay. Like, he wasn't going to take a hit. I mean, it wasn't like it was, like, the greatest play ever. But he did a nice job of getting up the field, and he's – but I don't know if he's clearly better. Maybe he is. He's just done more than Taco right now. Okay. Okay. I kind of get what you're saying, Nick. Like, yeah, you can say he's done more. He's got one more sack. But when you look at at the body of of work, I don't know if I agree that he's done more. I think they're about the same. And the the discussion we just had about running back – I think it probably applies here to some let's, degree that there's not a, a substantial do, difference between the two. Let's do some blind taste testing then. If okay. they were just both dudes and one of them wasn't a first-round pick, who would sit? Just no. Again, I, I think it would be based, based on whoever the coaches thought had the biggest, like like Nick was saying, whoever has the biggest potential to grow from being active, and right? 
whoever you think has the bigger upside between the two. Well, and you can only have so many guys active in the game, okay? If the guy starts playing in the first quarter, who has a better chance to get hurt and get out of the game? I mean, who has a better chance? I mean, because I, I know this. Every defensive end that was getting hurt, it wasn't Taco. He had a little bit of a back issue, but he practiced the next week. And the next day, he was like, he was out there the whole time. You can't say that for Tapper. And so from a reliability standpoint, I mean, I think it's it, the edge would be Taco. I'm I'm not trying You're to... You're arguing about backups here. Yeah. I'm not trying to hate on Taco Charlton because I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. I've, I've defended him against people who think he's a bust already yeah. time and time again. Um, but right now, I think Tapper's a better player, and there's nothing wrong with him being active because he's a first-round pick. If he's going to live up to his potential, he needs to play and get better. And on and the, at the end of the day, even if Tapper is better right now, it's a negligible difference to the. I mean, right. you know, Tapper's not Von Miller, so I think if, that's yeah, the point. Yeah. yeah, if he has to sit, that's fine because you spent a 28th overall pick on Taco. Okay, let's move on to the cornerback position. The assumption is that at least one of these guys will be inactive. Benay Benwickery, um, um, Awuzie, or Carroll. Which of those three do you assume is going to be inactive? Awuzie. Cheeto. 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 And that's just because he's just not ready. The hamstring's just not ready. That's the vibe I get. And even if it is sort of ready, it, it, you've got – he was out like three weeks of training camp, and then he, he comes back, he plays a game and a half, and he gets hurt. And I mean, I don't think they want him to just rush anything back into it. So, okay. Um, and then so that, that leaves you one more spot. Yeah, we're at six. So, so Cooper Rush, a running back, Jonathan Cooper, Anthony Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens, Charles Tapper, Charles Tapper, and then Cheeto, receiver, Cheeto. I mean, I think it has to be Brown. Yeah, I mean, it probably sh- should be. I mean, I mean, a nice play last week, but the thing about it is, is that you know he had Terrence and he had Bryce Butler banged up. Uh, there haven't, I don't believe, if, they, if they're on the injury report this week, they're not really, they're still practicing. So I didn't see them on the injury report. I think I, I just think six receivers is too many. I don't think you need that many in the game. Well, b- what about Sean Lee? Are we just assuming he's going to well, be good? That's to go? the other option. Is it's got to be a line. That, but I, I don't know that they're going to know that until Sunday morning, right? Sure. So let's assume for a second, if he is the one, then obviously he's your seventh inactive. No, if Brown not, linebacker. If he's not, good. then who's your guy? Probably Noah Brown if Sean Lee can go, but I'm gonna be bold. You're pretty sold on the. Fact I'm he's gonna not be bold and say I think Sean Lee's gonna sit this week. I we'll see. I might be wrong, but okay. All I right, think, cool. Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. I mean, what else would Sean Lee be? Fifty fifty. All right, we're gonna take our first break. Like Demarcus Ware. Yeah. When we come back from our break, I have a couple questions for you guys about the matchup. Uh, we'll get to a story from Nick. We'll get to see or no. In the third segment, we appreciate you guys, Jones. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together You picked up a spare but you're craving something better A thirst rose deep inside, you don't know what to do You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you Crave Rider You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper Crave Rider 
crave a Dr. Pepper. Nothing else will do. Pick up an ice-cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the show live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star all right let's talk some uh, cowboys rams i have some questions i'm going to throw out to you guys you guys can uh, answer these as you choose i'm going to give you a couple options for some of them uh, but you feel free to throw in whatever else you think might be relevant first question who will be the bigger challenge for the cowboys this weekend aaron donald or todd Gurley? Wait, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? I don't know. They turn you off. Are you guys hearing her? I. It sounds like your mic is off, Amber. That's okay. All right. Amber said girly. I'll translate for Amber since I speak Spanish the best out of. There you go. Good. Not that she's speaking Spanish. I think it's going to be Aaron Donald. Donald. They they do a pretty good job against most backs. I mean, when they tackle. When they tackled it, they're fine. I don't know what was going on in Denver. Yeah, that was different. They didn't That's tackle well. Uh, they were getting to the football for the most part, but Donald's going to be a tough one for him. Although, mm-hmm. your best tackler and best mm-hmm. linebacker is a threat to not play in this game. Well, I love so. you, Dave. Perfect. I mean, that's that's tricky, but I still – I think Aaron Donald is one of the five best defenders in football right now. Like, he's he's on that level, I really think. And, like I mentioned when I previewed their defense yesterday – he can play everywhere, so it it sounds sexy to say like Donald versus Martin. Like move him over on Chaz Green, let let him let Chaz Green deal with that, uh, and that could be really problematic. I mean, you talk about offensive line being a problem, not being able to get your running game going. That could be a big time problem. So, a guy of that caliber who can get into the backfield the way he can has a chance to mess up your whole offense. And you know, the the defense has been really, really good through three weeks, but I still think of the offense as the reason why this team is going to win games. So I'm more worried about something disrupting the offense. Yeah, I think you made a, an astute point there because one of the reasons, and Nick, you talked about it the day after the game, one of the reasons why they had such a problem in Denver was because Sean Lee had his worst game. I don't yeah. think that was a coincidence. And so you now play without Lee. Um, how does that affect this, their ability to be able to, to stop the run? Uh, because he is such a big part of your run defense. So yeah. I think that's something to be to be concerned about a little bit because you are talking about a really good running back here who is every game this season has gotten a little bit better than he did the week before. I think that's something definitely to be concerned about. That's not a bad point. The, the difference is, too, is, I mean, why the pick for Gurley makes sense, too, is that you're combating that with maybe an injured Sean Lee, if, if him at all. Um, Aaron Donald is going to face the best guard in football this week. I mean, I mean, Aaron Donald versus Zach Martin. You got same draft, right? I mean, you've got yeah. two picks apart. I think yeah, maybe three. I mean, the, the, these guys are, you know, they're the best at what they do right now. They got one of the young, just dominating, quick off the ball defensive tackle. And um, it remind, I thought about something else too last night. Actually, I was watching. They got DeMarcus Ware doing all kinds of stuff on, uh, I guess it was NFL Network. NFL Network, yeah. And uh, he said, this 4-3 this defense, uh, this 3-4 defense is really like a 4-3. He's playing it like a, like a and Wade is playing this like a 4-3. It's not really like a 3-4. He really Everybody's is. at the line. And I was like, well, Dave said that. Yeah. And then Willie McGinnis comes over and says, well, you know what? Yeah, you can try to play like the Broncos did, but not everyone has the personnel for that. It's just like, well, we said that too. So. We're going to be on the NFL Network next week. We're smart. They just listen to what we say, and then they turn it into well, a segment. The Rams the Rams do not have the secondary of the Broncos or even the Cardinals. Not even close. They don't have one of one cornerback caliber of those cornerbacks. In no. That's and the altitude won't be the same there at the stadium. There's some different. We're going to open the roof. So. Can we open no. The roof? No. No. Why? It's not cool enough. Mm. It's going to be like 80 degrees. Let's go. Yeah, we don't need all that. I like all right. Football. Here's the next question. Sammy Watkins is a full go um, from his con- from the concussion protocol, does he change your thoughts on Dallas's chances for success? Now, here are some of his numbers from the first three weeks of the season. Week one, he had five catches for 58 yards. 
Week two, he had two catches for 30 yards. Here's the big one. Last week against San Francisco, he had six catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns with a 47-yard long uh, catch, and his average was 17.7 yards per catch. Does that change anything about how you feel about the Cowboys' chances for success against this team? No, and I'll tell you why. Larry Fitzgerald caught 15 passes for 156 yards and a touchdown. Arizona still didn't break 20 points. Uh, I think a big part of that is because they couldn't run the ball. So I still look at Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley is doing his thing, then it's all... Doesn't matter anyway. It's going to be rough, I think. But this team can absorb passing gains like that that's what they did against the cardinals like they're i mean th- this isn't the broncos they're probably going to give up some chunk plays they've given up they've given up chunk passing plays in two of the three games so far uh and they did it all last year it's a matter of not allowing it to turn into touchdowns so it, sammy Watkins will probably have some decent production in this game if i had to guess but uh if you're doing a good job against Gurley, that doesn't bother me I think it's. I think he's done a nice job of coming in and and being productive early. Usually, when you get traded like that, you know, and at the time that he did, it's hard, it takes a long time for these guys to kind of develop into that system. But they they've done a good job with him uh, quickly. He's he's been a factor. So, um, but I don't I don't think it'll be a a big issue. I mean, you know, they they've got some weapons. I mean, I, I'm always scared of the, the the little speedy guys. I think if Austin's doing some things, that that could be tough. Uh, who else did you say? Cooper Cup. Cup. Robert Woods is the other guy they got from uh, Buffalo who's played pretty decent for him this year. But, He's, you know, this is, solid. Like, this is like the Falcons game from two years ago. You know, if, if Devontae Freeman just went off and they couldn't stop him. So if, if Gurley's like that where they're having a hard time, then everyone's going to look good. Everyone's going to get in the mix and, and, and make plays. But I don't think that's going to happen. Sean Lee. I think Sean Lee's going to play. I really do. I, I think he will play in this game. I I, I, I saw him yesterday um, on uh, the field. Thought I he saw. looked pretty good. I just looked at it like, okay, that's Thursday. I think he'll play. I mean, it, all pros play by a different set of rules from everybody else. Like, like I said, you never want to bet against them. Yeah. Amber, are you concerned about the secondary against a guy like uh, Sammy Watkins? No, I think. Whoa, was that really loud? No, no that's no. good. Okay. That's good. Okay. Sorry, guys. I just sound really, really loud on mine. Anyways, I think they'll be fine. Um, I've all, my prediction, I mean, my guess is that this game is going to rely on both offenses, Cowboys offense and the Rams offense. They're both going to be pretty good. I just think they won't be good enough to the point to beat the Cowboys, but having him how he is right now, I, I'm not worried about it. Okay. All right. Final question. If Dallas loses this game, the thing that will have been the biggest problem will be, one, couldn't stop the run, two, couldn't run themselves, or three, gave up too many big plays. If they lose this game, I'm going one. Like, if I mean... They couldn't stop Gurley. If Gurley really goes off, and I mean, 120 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and then another you know, four or five receptions, you know, if he's got 150 all-purpose yards and helps them get to 20, 27, 30 points, something like that, I could see that uh, being a hard hole to dig out of, especially if they get up on them early. Um, That would surprise me because the Rams' defense isn't overly impressive, but if it's another situation where they can just tee off on Dak and the run game isn't – as as important as it as it is to the Cowboys, if they aren't allowed to lean on it that way, I could see that being a problem. Yeah, I think it's the second one. I guess they can't run because if they can't run, then it's going to allow it's going to allow the Rams to kind of do some things. They're going to have good field position. The Rams are going to be able to to be you know uh, more flexible in what they do in their play calling. I, I think if the Cowboys can't run, then that's where the issues are. But if they run the football like I think they're going to be able to run it, then I don't think Gurley will even get in, you know I don't think Gurley will be a huge factor in the running game. He'll he'll still be out there as a pass catcher. But I think it's all going to be about the Cowboys run. If they don't run the football, then it's going to open up other things. That's a tough one. I'm in between the first two. I believe it would be more towards uh, Cowboys not being able to run the ball. Gurley, I'm kind of concerned, especially with the whole Sean Lee thing, if he's not there and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, there's too much fuss around him. Kind of expecting the Cowboys to be able to hopefully stop him. 
But I would say most likely would be because Zeke wasn't able to be as productive as we expect him to be. I don't think it was a coincidence that the game, the Cowboys, the worst game we've seen the Cowboys play in a year and however many games, three games this season, um, happened in a game where they could not run the ball. Um, and so I think that everything, everything the Cowboys do results from how they run the ball. They can't run the ball. I don't think they pass as effectively. I don't think they play defense as effectively. I think running is what they do, and if they can't do that, everything else suffers. And so I think in every game, it's probably the same. That would probably be the same answer for me, unless proven otherwise. That would be the same answer for me, probably for every game. That unless they can run the ball, all bets are off because when we've seen them run it effectively, they tend to win. When we've seen them not run it effectively, they struggle. And, yeah, it's and a pretty convincing argument. And so I think that's really kind of what it comes down to this week and probably for a few weeks to come, right? Yeah. All right, um, Nick, yeah. you told us uh, before the show, or in the first segment, you told us you were going to tell us a story, and you actually told us you were going to tell us a story backwards, backwards. which I don't really understand how that works, but yeah. I'm assuming you're about to let us I'm know. I'm not convinced like. it's going to work. All right, so let's, let's go back. This is um, six years ago. Okay. Okay, this is... <laughs> Beautiful. I love the music. Okay, so the Monday, you, you've got this is the Monday after the game they played against the Rams. Okay. Jason Garrett's walking in the hall. He sees a, a, one of these a veteran scout, Chris Hall, has been around forever. Sees Chris Hall and says, Hey, Chris, I thought about you all day yesterday. Wow, what an awesome game. Congratulations to the scout. And the scout was kind of taken back, gives him a high five and says, Yeah, that was great, coach. Thanks. So that goes to Sunday. We'll, we'll take it, reverse it back into Sunday. DeMarco Murray against the Rams. 253 rushing yards against the Rams. It's just me and you because everyone else is on the front. But yeah. right. I'm listening. So, I'm listening. No, it's, okay. it's a great story. So 253 yards for for DeMarco Murray. Set the Cowboys all-time rushing record. I mean, for a single game, 91-yard touchdown. It was unbelievable. I mean, it came out of nowhere. Didn't even start the game. So that takes – the reason why Garrett had said that to Chris Hall is it goes back to the previous April – as a, in the draft, because they had him rated up high as a, we need a high second round pick. And here they are early in the third round, and he's the best guy on the board. But Jason's getting a little antsy because Steven Ridley from LSU's there, and maybe we take him, and he looks pretty good. And he's, you know, Jason just can't make a decision sometimes. Well, Chris Hall's getting upset because it's like, this is why we have 137 meetings. He's up there. He's the guy. Let's take him. We don't need to call Barry Switzer anymore. He's the guy, you know, let's take him. And the clock's running down. They're on the clock. Garrett turns, looks at Jason Garrett. I mean, looks at Chris Hall and says, we're in the Meadowlands, January 1st, fourth and one, on the goal line. Does he score? And Chris just stands up and goes, listen, because this is 2011. They've just taken Tyron Smith. He's like, listen, you give him the damn ball. Run his ass behind the guy you just drafted, and he'll score every time. And then Jason Garrett just turns in the card and says, DeMarco Murray, and that's it. That's and here we go. And there we go. And it worked out. And that, that was a big – you know, when you're a young scout like that – he is a young scout, but he – you know, any scout, you get a win like that. And then, and then Garrett remembers, what, six months later he scores. He's thinking about that guy that told him, you know – the um, NFL draft. That was a great story told backwards. I, that was a good job. Way to go. Good. The NFL draft is just the best because there's a story like that for every player, yeah. even the ones yeah. that don't turn out to be good. But it's even better when the guy actually turns out to be an all-pro and an offensive player of the year. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting when you start, and I know you guys have heard some of the footage. I know it, it was there have been times when I've been able to kind of be a fly on the wall to hear some of the things that are being talked about inside the war room and how they how they make some of the picks that they make. And it's just, it, to me, it's really fascinating just how some of this co goes down. It's not as, as clear-cut as people think it is all the time. There's a lot of discussion that happens. There's a lot of people that are involved in those discussions. Well, let's, really fascinating. Let's shamelessly plug ourselves and our guy, Kent Garrison, for a minute, who went and, for the DAC documentary that we made, yeah. went and found that War Room footage, and he showed it to me. It's like Jason Garrett talking about how Dak processes defenses and how he throws and all this type of stuff. And Kent was like, you think we can use this? And I was like, we better. No. Well, I was like, there's no way they're going to let us Excuse use me. that. And Kent was like, I'm going to ask anyway. And sure enough, Here we go. it yeah. made it into our movie and it was freaking awesome. It Way was. to go, Kent. But that's the thing. Like you, you mentioned Barry Switzer. Uh, but in, when, in that draft, I remember I was actually I was in another part of the building 
and we were taping some stuff from the war room. And so I heard a part of that call when they talked to Barry Switzer about DeMarco Murray and him kind of telling them, yeah, this guy's legit. You take him, you're going to be happy with him and, and just kind of selling them on it. But that's the thing. There's so many opinions that happen uh, that are given about players as they make a decision. It's not as simple as like, you know, people think about their fantasy draft. And they just think you look on your on your own little sheet and you say, okay, I'll take this guy. Yeah. It's a lot more than that that goes into it on draft day. Not just all the stuff before, which we all know, but on draft day. It's a lot more complex than that. Yeah, because this, this is the ultimate keeper league. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. <laughs> like they, they stay with you. Right. Well, that's uh, a reason that I just said that real quick that story and how it pertains is that Zeke's going to break that record uh, this weekend. But I, that's really why nice. I did okay. that. So he's going to go for 260. Oh, we got a crazy prediction already. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What do you have, Dave? Oh, I just, it's funny because that is the way a lot of fans approach it is they're like, we need a cornerback. Look down the list of names and yeah. like little. Who's do, our top guy at cornerback? Little do they know the guy that they're pounding on the table demanding the Cowboys draft has been off their board for like eight weeks for whatever reason. Right. It's, yeah, it's way more complicated than it looks. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and real quick take our final break. Um, when we come back, we do have a game for you guys. See or no. We haven't done that in a while, so Amber has that set up for us. We'll also take some questions, so feel free to call us. The number is 214-872-2102. Again, it is 214-872-2102, or you can hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We'll be right back. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere Compact Tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. Sec- final segment of the break. Final segment of the week. We're going to get to some uh, crazy predictions. We're going to get to our predictions for the game. We'll have a little game here. Before we do that, though, Nick has a message for you guys. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Tommy John. You know, a true cowboy loves his freedom, and Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts. With a contour patch that... A pouch. <laughs> Could be a patch. That nestles you in fabrics you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Awesome. Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. All right. Move on. Let's move on. I thought somebody would have something to say about it. I'm trying to see if we can just get just, through a Tommy John read without it being a thing. Okay. I guess we did that time. We got through it without saying something else. All right. Let's go. Uh, we're going to have a game. Amber. Can you hear me? Okay. We can. What? Huh? No, I was checking. If oh, you're you back on now? Me. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, good. So what do you have up. for us? Okay, you guys ready? See. See. I'm ready. <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence. And again, these are all just random, and some of them are just kind of guessing. So anyways, Demarcus Lawrence keeps his sack, <laughs> sack streak going. <laughs> Why is that funny, Amber? When you say sack streak, you're, <laughs> you're talking about uh, multiple um, sacks in a game? Well, I'm still thinking about Tommy John. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess we didn't get I'm through sorry. it. I'm sorry. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Irv. He, all right. He keeps his little streak going. Oh, wow, this is just That's worse. Like, let's, all right. He keeps his streak of multiple multiple sacks per game. Is that yes. what you're saying? Okay. All right. So uh, I say C. No. C. He, he gets. I think he's going to get one, but I don't know. If, no, I mean, no, no way. 
for a month. Only been one that's done it in the history of the A NFL. month's worth of all time sacking. I don't know. It's one of the one two. One of those two. It's one of the two, I don't know green. which one. I thought I remembered you saying that, too, in the press box when you were talking to I can't remember which guys. one. Uh, it's a hair thing. You know, realize all three of these guys have some long. Yeah, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Lawrence, he's got some hair. Gastineau, green. Gastineau had long hair? I don't remember. What? Oh, it was the long, yeah, long, yeah. dark hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm going one sack. One sack? One sack. Not two. <laughs> Not two. Amber. That's the <laughs> Will Zeke play like Zeke again? What is like Zeke? You didn't think he played like Zeke last week? We're talking about 2016 Zeke. Like yes, he was. 150 yard Zeke. This C. is this is gonna be the best rushing day of the year so far. C. C. It's gonna look like it's gonna look good. This, C. This week. I'm with yep. you on that. Do you hey, think- real quick before you go to the next question, what you guys think of what Zeke just said yesterday in the locker room about? Yeah, when, oh, he, when he was asked about, you know, what do you say to people who say, who say you're, you've lost a step? And he said, shut up. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I thought it was kind of funny, but I think, um, you know, the critics who say that he's got maturing to do, like, I mean, that doesn't paint him as, like, the most mature guy in the world, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's funny, and I think it's harmless, but... But at the same time, I think he's been hearing that a lot. Right. And seeing that a lot. And it gets to a point, like, it's hard to keep your mouth shut when people are coming at you, you know? Well, that's also so, my question. Like, do you think it bothers him? Do you think that yes. this bothers Zeke? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Totes. Can't believe I just said totes. Totes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it does bother him. And I'm sure he's not going to say it because, I don't know, maybe it sounds arrogant, but I'm sure it's frustrating not just balling out for 140 every week like you did last year, you know? Like, you get used to that. I, I hate questions like that. I don't even know who asked that, and I, I've gotten in trouble before hey. by saying by saying that, you know, when I don't know who asked And then you find out it was some one of your friends? No, I find out it was other people, but um, I just don't yeah. like that. I don't like that question because it's like, you know, people are saying people like who like that's when Zeke should be like, who are you saying it? Are you saying are you calling me fat? Because they they do that all the time. Like there's people that are saying that you've done this or people are saying you guys quit on the. But are you saying he's fat right now? He's too fat. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think he's fat for whatever. No, but. I'm torn. I'm torn between thinking it's funny and wanting football players to say funny things and being like, "Come on, Zeke, you don't need that soundbite." But yeah. whatever. Oh well. Well, you know, shut people up then too. That's another way to you run by people and score. And and I th- I thought it was pretty interesting the game uh, the thirty yard run he had last week. When you think back to his other times this uh, this last season, he breaks free. I mean, he's going to the house. I mean, there's there's nobody that's going to catch him. That's his mentality. He's his speed guy, and he's even though he looks big, he is big. He can run. But go back to that game. He was looking for cuts. He was looking for ways that he could. He wasn't going to get caught from behind because he had the, he had the ability to go, but he didn't think he could get there. So then he started making cuts and all that. That to me tells me that either that particular play he couldn't go all the way, or he doesn't feel like he's got the speed. Because the speed guys get in the open field like that, they're they're gone. When they start looking around, then they're like, all right, I got to cut here and I got to take angles away from people. But the fast guys don't really worry about that. I'd like to look at that play one more time. I kind of believe that, but I also think that there's a part of that that you might be missing that maybe he thought a guy had an angle. Yeah, I want to look at the play again. That's less about his his own speed and more about, I think this guy's got the angle on me, so let me try to make a move so I can. Yeah. Make or, as much out of this as I can. That that run was like from inside their own twenty, right? Mm, it was kind of. It yeah. was down. It was back yeah. on that side yeah. of the field. Not a lot of players in the NFL. Tyreek Hill comes to mind, but there's not a lot of players in the NFL that are going to house the ball from 85 yards away. Like just. But Zeke is one of those. I don't. Think Would you not? Last year, don't you don't think he was that kind of guy? He had a couple of 60 yard runs. Yeah. That's, that's. It wasn't like they were going to catch him in the last 10 or 15 if it would have been 85. From my memory, the one he had against Detroit. He had to dive into the end zone to get there in front of the guys that the were one he had against Cincinnati. That, he ran straight yes, up the middle and just ran everybody. Great right? train size hole down the middle of the field, and it was yeah. But I'm talking about the speed of of the secondary to close on him. It wasn't like he was way faster than they were. I right? you're running that far. Fine. I think okay. I don't think I'm gonna find <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when you're running that far. I think as soon uh, maybe ten yards away. 
the guy that's following Zeke or the running, it's not gonna catch up. They usually give up when they're th- that far. I still, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think of him as a, as like a burner. Dis- I, I just don't think of him as a burner, like that guy that's definitely always gonna get away from the defense. He can yeah. do it and has done it on occasion, but that's not. That's not the strength of his game. So. I get your point. I mean, basically what you're saying is he's not he's not that guy that's that his game is predicated on speed. Right. It's like a combination of things. And, on and top he of has that, good speed, but he's not like – the game's not just predicated on The Cincinnati speed. play, he literally took the ball, went right up the middle, didn't have to change course or anything. This Arizona play, he's making a man miss in the hole. He's yeah. cutting. He's – you know, this is obviously semantics, but – Yeah, I he's probably you. not going to score. I don't yeah. think – I love Twitter. I, he I just pull up Zeke. Yeah. Cardinals 30, and then there it is. I don't think he's a step slower because he didn't score on that play. Yeah, I thought he, he kind yeah, of – Yeah, and they were clo- – 27 was closing in on him. I mean, I, I I think he probably made the right decision breaking out to the outside, you know. It's probably the right thing to do. He's All right, fine. let's get – next question. He's fine. Do you guys think that they will run any Wildcat plays with Switzer? Mm, no. Wildcat. Because uh, your Wildcat is Dak. That, in my opinion, was. Yep. he he is the guy. I mean, the Wildcat started when you have quarterbacks that aren't very athletic and you need some kind of ways to, to trick it up. But when you have a quarterback who can run and throw, I mean, that touchdown that he had was a Wildcat type of play. So I, I don't – I could see some different types of plays with Switzer, but I don't know if it's necessarily Wildcat. Yep. I say no. I'm not trying – yeah, no, sorry. Not, no. Trying, no. not yeah. trying to take the Forgot ball the out game. of hands. Yeah. Is Witten's blocking becoming a liability? No. I don't call it a liability. But watch I, the touchdown. The the one that Zeke's last touchdown. Yeah. That 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 was a really nice play by all three of those guys on the right side. Liability uh, means he's hurting the team. I don't think his blocking is hurting the team. Now I don't I also am not one that believes that that Jason Witten as a blocker is as good as Jason Witten the blocker five years ago. Uh, but I don't think he's a liability, not at all. He def he had a play in that game where he let up on a block that resulted in not as good of a game that it could have been. Right. I, I don't think of him as a liability either. He's just a he's an all around good player. He's not Martellus Bennett in the run game. Like he's not this just mauler tight end blocker. Right. Uh, and you know, over the time that I've been here, he's probably good for a flag or so every game or two. I mean, you know, you hear you get he gets flagged on a somewhat regular basis, but you overlook those things because he's he is a damn good all-around player. I certainly don't think of him as a liability not at all. I think when guys get older in their career, they um, – or not even older. I mean, when they're trying to get off the ball so quick that, that that's going to happen. I mean, you, you're trying to anticipate it because he knows that he – going up against defensive ends that are 24, 25 years old, I mean, right. he's got to take every half right. second he can – and you know, but Von Miller does the same thing as far as like I gotta I gotta do this, and if it results in a flag, it results in a flag. But I think I think those penalties have gone up for Witten as the years have gone up here. It makes sense, but, but you're all, it's liability. No, no not at all. I I don't think I think liability is a way too strong word for that. Um, like I said, I think I think there are plays. I mean, you go back to every game, you can find plays where his blocking isn't the greatest, and and so. But I don't think it's when you look at the whole full picture of what he does and especially their ability to kind of that's the thing. Like when some guys come in the game, you pretty much know what they're going to be doing. You know, if Jason, if, if Hannah comes in the game, you know what he's going to be doing. The fact that Jason Witten is a versatile tight end that can block and catch passes and do both of them well. I think that's what makes him special. Yeah. So no way would he and, get liability. And there's still not many re- tight ends in the game that that are getting open enough, like as receivers, but then go to the line of scrimmage and play that way. Right. I think Kelsey's a good blocker. Okay. I think, but I, I think that I it's kind of the same the thing. Time, but it's kind of the same thing as Jason, though. It's it's he's an okay blocker, yeah, but how many tight, how many tight ends you put him on a defensive end? And they're gonna really be able to block that guy. Like yeah. that's already a mismatch, right? Yeah. Did you did you watch the game late enough last night to hear Romo talking about winning? Yeah, I did. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. About how good, like how he could have been. He like, was the beneficiary. Yeah, but he yeah. was. But he was talking about like how on third and eight, he's like, yeah. I, I know this is an eight yard comeback route, but run it past the sticks. And Nance said he was like, Yeah, Witten did that a few times. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> understatement. Romo, um, I'm telling you, every time it was a good chance to to watch and listen to him even more. And he's 
He's he's really good. I mean, he's just really good at, at what he's doing. I mean, this is this is what he's supposed to be doing. I think. I mean, I'm not saying he's not. A, he wasn't a great quarterback, but I'm just saying at this stage, I think this is this is perfect for him. He seems I actually like he really enjoys it too. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I I actually think when it's all said and done, I'm talking 20, 30 years from now, he will be more remembered as a commentator than he will as a quarterback, and that says a lot because I mean, think about John Madden. John Madden won a Super Bowl as a coach. I think most people today know him more for Madden the game and for and as a commentator than they do of him as a coach. And yeah. and that's what I that's the point I'm making is I think he will be so good at that well, that his legacy will be more around the fact that he was a really really great commentator. Well, yeah, but we because that's what people, you know, young people that's how young people relate to older players. You know, there's Young people don't know anything about George Hallis, really, or Tom Landry. Yeah, but they know I, Lombardi because it's the trophy, and they know Madden because they play the game, and maybe they watched him. In the but Michael Irvin's on TV every day, mm-hmm. and right now, if you ask young people what they thought of Michael Irvin, they're probably going to still think of him as a wide receiver more than they think of him as a t- TV personality. Would you not say that's accurate? Or I think you might be field issue guy. <laughs> Stop. I think you might be a little too close to properly comment on that. I think you think you think most people still young people think of, they don't think of him as a well, a great wide receiver. Young and young people who aren't lifelong Dallas Cowboys fans probably not. The, what, what's Michael really Irvin, well, Yeah, but that's what, I guess that's the point. I'm not talking about just the average person on the street because if you do that, then yeah, most people that are just average person think think of Emmitt Smith as the guy on Dancing with the Stars. So I, I don't think it's that. I'm saying if you're a football fan, if you're a Cowboys fan. How do you how do you relate to that? How do you know that guy? An Oakland Raiders fan, do you think they still think of John Madden more as a coach than they do as a no. as the game or as the commentator? I think I mean keep it like Michael Irvin. Kids who are going into college right now have no memory of Michael Irvin playing, so I, they probably think of him as a TV host who they know was a good wide receiver because he always talks about it and yeah. like Dez is his son and yeah. all that type. Of and stuff. that's the thing too. Tony talks about it a lot. On there, I, I think you know the Patriots are probably going to play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, and that's where we're already there. Uh, well, whoever's going to be in the AFC Championship against the game, Patriots, that's where Tony. That's going to be the biggest moment to me for for how people will be watching that game right there. And I I do believe that they have the Super Bowl as well, but I'm not even counting that because no one listens to a commentator because they're at parties. So that that's probably not going to be a, as big a moment. I mean. He'll have some opportunities in the playoffs. So is Tony going to call the Super Bowl? I, th- I think the NBC has the Super Bowl. Is it? Bowl I thought it was CBS. And don't Maybe not. But quote e- me on either, either way, he'll be at the AFC Championship game. The, they don't have parties for that usually. If you're watching yeah. that, he'll have an opportunity to really show the world like how, how good he is. And you know. It's NBC, yeah. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Next year. All right. No, I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no. Was it about Romo? No. Well, oh, it was about buddy. wow. He's we got friend. we got there yeah. from Wynn's blocking. Yeah. yeah, way to go. It's close enough. Right. You know, Detour. Yeah. Um, it's only been one game, but has Demontre Moore made made any difference on the D line? I thought he was good. See, I mean, he had a nice he had a nice takedown on Carson Palmer. He seemed like he got some pressure. He's got the versatility to play some tackle if they need him to, which is important. If first of all, because they're short there anyway, and also because Pi has been banged up. So, see, I'll say I mean, everybody's overshadowed by yeah. Malik and Demarcus right now. Right. But right. I don't think he's been bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say see. I mean, he he's done some things. He, you're right. If you're not if you're not getting sacks, it's easy to say. Well, you're not doing anything. But but I'm sure he's been fine. Yeah. I, I don't think he's made an impact yet. I mean, yeah, he's been fine. I I don't think he's made an impact yet. And quite frankly, I think, and that may be because of my expectations. I expect him to make more of an impact as. This season wears on, he gets back in the flow of things, uh, mainly because I expect those other two guys to take a lot more attention, and that will create opportunities for him. And I think he's one of the few on this defensive line that can take advantage of a one a, a man-to-man matchup and be able to beat that guy and get to the quarterback. He had a couple of pressures and took down the quarterback in his first game back from suspension. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty good. I mean, that's I just, fine. I feel like y'all saying, are, I just feel like y'all are kind of selling him short right now. No, I, honestly, to be honest with you, I just – I. It goes back to a lot of other conversations we've had today. I guess this is kind of that day. But, uh, you know, I just – I don't think it's a significant amount. I mean, I think he was okay. I thought he was fine. I didn't say it was a significant amount. He's just – he's the, pretty The good. question was impact. I don't know if I say impact. So – Whatever, Derek. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
I mean, he's good. We just haven't seen enough. C. C, 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 C. Byron Jones plays, wait, Byron Jones better playing closer to the line of scrimmage? Hmm. See, I'd certainly. (laughs) There's a big hesitation. I want to know why the hesitation for everybody. The hesitation is because I haven't seen a lot of great plays at the line of scrimmage. Have you seen a lot in the back end? No. He made he made a nice play on the um on the would be touchdown in Denver when the guy got concussed. That was yeah. but and and I know he I saw him with my own eyes make some great plays from center field at training camp. It has not translated to the regular season yet. But earlier in his career, they were playing him around the line of scrimmage a lot and he tend I thought he was playing pretty well in that kind of role. That's why they were putting up so so we've kind of seen moments of both. That's what that was my hesitation at least. Yeah. And I don't know that I've seen either one consistently or either one like this season in these three games. He is an all-around very talented guy who hasn't put it all together yet. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I mean, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Did you answer? Um, Are you playing? (laughs) Amber loves to call Nick out. (laughs) She does. No, she loves to call any one of us out. It's not just Nick. Yeah, I think he's probably better at the the line of scrimmage, but, I mean – who cares? I mean, who cares at third and three? I mean, like, the, the, that part of the field, no one really cares. They care when it's 40 yards down the field and you didn't make the play. That's what I mean. And so, yeah, I think he's better right here. But his job is to also be back here and be yeah. center field. So that's kind of the issue. That's what I mean. And this one is kind of a prediction type of thing. Will Todd Gurley fumble and the Cowboys recover no. the turnover? No. No. I was, we have not talked about that all week. Well, Nick said, you know, Nick Nick said he came up with his story in the shower. He does his best thinking in the shower. I do my thinking when I walk my dog. And I was thinking about that while I was walking my dog this morning. They have, what, one takeaway this year? Jordan Lewis? Anthony Brown. And Anthony Brown. You're right. I'm sorry. They have two. And Malik Collins at the one. What did Malik Collins Denver. do? Denver. Oh, oh, so they have, okay. They have, I guess... They have three on the season. One a game, right? But none in the last game. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which I think that's right. I'm, uh, Two in Denver, yeah. Marinelli's goal is 40, and they're woefully short. <laughs> they're <laughs> they got other ways to go. They're woefully short right now. They, I mean, that would be great. Get some takeaways. I don't know if it's if Gurley's going to f- uh, fumble, but. He's been having some fumble issues this year. I know Goff has been awesome, but pick this dude off. He, even if it's because you're, he's throwing while he's getting hit or something. That. Get a takeaway. That would make me feel a lot better about your chances to win. Yeah, we don't have much time left, so let's get some quick predictions. Thanks for the game, Amber. Amber, why don't we start with you? Give us your uh, your prediction for this game. Who wins? What's the score? I hate saying this again because I've been saying it almost every week about Switzer, but I'm just, like, waiting for him to just go for it. You're just like – it's like roulette. Like, it's like red, red, red. stick with it. Eventually it's going to hit. Yeah. Right? That's – yeah. I'm learning – from the Cowboys that's, with what they do with some of these guys. That's what they call a gambler's fallacy for whatever that's worth. But <laughs> staying on ten, it. they don't realize that the probabilities stay the same no mm-hmm. matter every single time yeah. it resets. Yeah, right? yeah. Learn that in math class. Well, th- that's my my crazy little prediction, which I'm still waiting for it to happen. It's very simple. Switzer first touchdown. He he's just gonna grab that ball and run Four. for it. And then let me see. Twenty eight. 23. 28-23. 38-17 Dallas. They just they're just saying 38-17. 38-17. They're just going to kick their ass. I'm going to say 175 total yards for Zeke. Total 175. He's going to he's going to go off maybe about 130. See, I've been sticking with Switzer, you've been sticking stick with, with Zeke. Zeke. 175 all-purpose yards, they can win by three touchdowns. I think we're about to see the difference between the quality and cornerbacks that Des Bryant has been facing. Uh mm-hmm. I think if you own him in fantasy, start him. I'm thinking eight catches, 120, and a touchdown, something like that. Um, I don't think it's going to be quite as bad, but I think, honestly, the Cowboys, I think, are better across the board. The Rams have better defensive linemen, but I consider that a wash. Uh, and I think they're going to crack 30 points this week, 31, 31-20-ish, something like that. That's interesting. You guys took both things I was going to say. I was going to say the running game, I think – this is a game, talking about what you talked earlier in the week, Dave, about how aggressive this defense is. I think this is going to create some lanes for Zeke that he hasn't really seen yet this year. And I do think that – I think he's tired of hearing the talk. And I think 
He has, I think, this offensive line is tired of people kind of doubting them. I think this is a game where they will create those lanes. Zeke will exploit them. He'll have a big day. I also agree that Dez is going to have a, a good day too because he, he is not – this is the first week where he is not facing a cornerback that is the caliber of the guys he's already faced. So I think it will be a good week for him. I think the Cowboys win 31-16. I think they, uh, they blow him out. I don't think it's going to be really that close by the time you get to the third and fourth quarter. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?